Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Football. Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. Starks is here. It is what a day. We've got uh, got Suns opening the season tonight at home against Luca and the Mavericks. We've got the Cardinals at home tomorrow. I think tomorrow you have I believe tomorrow you have NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball going on at the same time. That's, that's a pretty good day right there. That is good. Uh, Max has dubbed it Sportstober. I it's believe. only good because it's playoff baseball. If this was regular season baseball, I don't know how I'd feel. Well, no, that's not great. Why wait until Play, October? Playoff baseball. Playoff, playoff baseball is awesome. different dynamic. Exactly. It's amazing. Every yes. pitch matters. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, back to, uh, to football here, Max. And the return of DeAndre Hopkins puts a little extra emphasis on this game because this is a game that if you're a Cardinals fan you have had circled all season and you don't normally care about a matchup with the Saints like big deal they, they might be a wild card contender with you maybe now it's two desperate teams but it was circled because DeAndre Hopkins makes his return so let's start there before we even get into Robbie Anderson Hop what he had missed two games I believe before he started missing games last year in his entire career He's one of the best receivers I've ever seen, but he also really hasn't played much in the last year. Is it fair to expect him to to come back? Nobody doubts he's going to make a difference for this offense, but can you expect him to make a difference like tomorrow? I, I mean, you never know. I mean, it, it is DeAndre Hopkins, and it is an offense that he knows. I mean, it's not like the playbook changed while he was gone. Yeah, and this was a guy that was in preseason camp with the team, so. Um, I think it can help having his presence. I don't think he's going to go off and become some fantasy juggernaut on Thursday night football. Um, But I think it could help Kyler Murray. I think it could help some of the offensive IDs. It could help Rodney Hudson. Pre-snap IDs, and it might actually if he plays, and it can it can help your run game. If a team's overshifted to a receiver, you can take advantage to the offset, run run weak instead of running strong into the formation. If they're if they're going to pre-snap, determine it. Which, judging by the injuries that's on that list, might be something that they that they do and utilize. But it's going to be interesting. Can you get D Hop up to speed and Robbie Henderson up to speed at the same time? Yeah, and get them into this offense by right. Thursday on a short week. Um, Robbie Anderson is in NFL shape, so it's going to be, can we dumb down the terminology or how much crossover is there from Matt Rule's system that he came from in Carolina to what Cliff Kingsbury runs? Um, that's going to be the biggest question. And I think it might cross over a lot more than you think, or just be something that, hey, pre-snap, hey, listen, Robbie, Robbie's a vet. It's not like he's some brand new rookie that has not been in the NFL before. Like Robbie Anderson's been in a bunch of systems. Yeah, you know, before he was in Carolina, he was with the Jets, so he knows a lot of what the offenses that are being ran in today's NFL. It's just gonna can you match up right in the tree? Can we put you in your strength spot, or do we need to ISO you right. for a lot of those long? Because he is a deep route receiver. Do we need to ISO you, or can we actually put you in a bunch and have you run out the tree? Um, that's going to be the question they're going to answer over the next, you know, next less than 24 hours, do they feel comfortable enough to do that um, without Marquise Brown? But I think D-Hop adds an element to help them see the field better for Kyler and company. Yes. If anything. I do too. And it, even if you're throwing them on decoy and routes. that's why I expect 
Kyler Murray in this offense to do better, much yeah. better, with D-Hop out on the field. And once again, go back to when DeAndre Hopkins was playing. Go back to when he was playing in 2021. 7-0 start. And Kyler Murray in this offense was humming. And what was Kyler doing? He was spreading the ball all over the place. Okay? Because I think it gave him a lot of clarity, knowing what the defense was going to do based on how they were configured when D-Hop was in the game. Yeah, knowing what the cheat code is makes it a lot easier. And then without the cheat code, it means you have to do more work, which... Why buy a cheat code book if you if you especially if you're when you're used to, to having the cheat code? You're, right? you're used to having the cheat code. You're like, wait a second, hold on. I need 99 lives in contra here, bud. <laughs> wow, we're, we're not we're not code. starting this game until I get it. Left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, A B A B. So let's start. <laughs> let's go. 99 lives. I'm gonna beat this game. Let me ask you this <laughs> then, Max, because uh, and Wolf's been saying this for the the first few weeks of the season. I, I agree with him. The first five weeks, I would say Kyler didn't look like he was the problem. Really, I mean, he was wasn't really much of a solution other than the Raiders game, and you're paying him a lot of money, so he does need to be the solution. But I thought against Seattle, I didn't think he looked very good. And I know a lot of people are just at this point, oh, it's all Cliff's fault. You can make that case for a lot of these games, I get that, but I thought against Seattle, Kyler was just missing guys, too. That That's not helping. What's What are you seeing from him in the last, like, let's say, game and a half? I mean, missing guys, but guys also missing balls that hit them on their hands. I that's mean, let, let's be honest as that's well. True. You had guys that were literally catching routes, and it was just boop. Like, like, dude, did it hit you in your? Was that the wrong place to hit hit you with the football in your hands? In in your hands? Did I need to go behind? Did you need to do something? So is that guy's trying special? to do too much? Is that what it I, is? I feel like it is. I mean, and even for like Zach Ertz, like Zach Ertz looked uncharacteristically off. Uh, last See, game. I thought he made a couple of catches though that were. <laughs> Errant balls. Let's put it that way. Yeah, like feels Murray. like a struggle right now. Yeah. yes. But some of the easy stuff though is like missing at points, and that's where that's where I'm like, okay, is it trust in Kyler or is it just skill set and just not feeling comfortable in the play calling? Like it, because it's so bad, you can't really put it on any one thing. I think it's a culmination of all those things, and I don't think Kyler has the confidence going out there because he even looked a little bit like kind of annoyed, distracted, you know, more so than his normal hermit self, you know, in a lot of those situations. So it's just it's just weird to see that, especially when you think about that Raiders game, like how everybody came together in the yeah. second half and you just saw a team that was just determined and possessed and then it's like it dissipated just as fast as it came after that game. Real quick here, Cliff just said this a few minutes ago, talking about Robbie Anderson and uh, how much he plays, if at all. Um, we're going to, if we get him in, we'll, we'll limit it, make sure he's confident. We want him to be able to play full speed and have a, um, confidence out there if he's playing against a really good defense. So, still working through that and see how he uh, how he feels tomorrow. That doesn't make me feel like he's going to play a ton, Robbie Anderson. Uh, no. He's going to have a special two or three Package. plays. Yeah, but not even, I don't even know if it's a full pack. He's like, here, here, if we call these three plays, you're going in. <laughs> so, this is what's amazing right here. I, I, I read this on ESPN stats and information yesterday, but they, listen to this, Max. Anderson lined up 72% of the snaps wide. Okay, lined up wide. 72% of the snaps right there. Hollywood Brown, 71% of the snaps. Okay? (laughs) and Well, they tried to get the same player, right? They tried to get the same player, Luke. Yeah. Hollywood Brown ran vertical routes 39% of the time, and Robbie Anderson, 38% of the time. (laughs) 
It's, it, is there anybody else? For a guy who's running a 4-3-6 right there, you know what? In 6-3, I, I, a desperate act by the Cardinals? Yes. But smart, a smart act. We shall see. Uh, and by the way, catching a team on a fire sale is always great, too, you when they fire their head coach. Yeah. Yep. And hello, hello, face of coin, meet tails. Heads meet tails. <laughs> That's essentially what you did. All right, Max. This was great as always, man. Thank no, you my pleasure, guys. Thank you, bro. So, uh, Max Starks dropping by as he does every Wednesday for some Maximum Football. When we come back, the Suns get it started tonight. So what are our predictions for the upcoming year? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Sunday, presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Here, a couple games last night. Philadelphia, they look good. The Lakers did not. That was enjoyable. Golden State winning. Eh, whatever. <laughs> it was a. We eased into the season last night. I yeah. Like. Did you say Philadelphia looked good? Did yeah. you say that? If you know Philly needs another good team right now. Yeah. Right. Um, you know what? Uh, to me, I thought Boston looked really, really good. Um, this is a team that shot 55% in the first half and 59% in the second half. Yeah, well, Boston, fire. Boston looks like a team that, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that, those are probably the teams in the East. I guess Milwaukee. I guess I guess I haven't looked as much at, at the East as I as I sure. normally do because I've been so caught up in the Western Conference, which is where we are going to go now because this game tonight to start the season is two teams that certainly should be playoff teams. I think we'd all agree with that. And yet when you start to stack things up, I remember Kellen Olsen and I did this a couple months ago, stacking up the Western Conference. Dallas is... It's going to be touch and go. When you look at the top six teams in the Western Conference, like yeah. Dallas is legit, but just look at the Western Conference for a second. Okay, Golden State, really good. The Suns, really good. The Clippers, yeah, some things have to fall the right way, but they're going to be really good. Uh, New Orleans, really good. Memphis, really good. Dallas is probably that sixth team in whatever you know, how, whatever order you want to put them in in the Western Conference. But there's just going to be so many teams in the Western Conference that beat each other up and take wins from each other that this is going to be a bloodbath basically for 82 games when these top teams like tonight play against each other. Yeah, and you know, um, a huge guy too, Jalen Brunson. When you think of the success of the Mavericks last year, right? Yeah. Jalen Brunson was basically, other than um, uh, other than Luka Doncic, I would say Jalen Brunson was their go-to guy. That was the guy that especially could give him that punch if, in fact, Luka Doncic was struggling at all. And he, of course, is gone. He went to the Knicks and and they haven't replaced him. Um, so to me right now, that's that's a different situation for the Mavericks now going forward, a different dynamic. And I'm interested to see who might step up in his stead. I forgot about Denver, too. So let's let's just say this, OK, because I, I know people are probably like, what, you don't think Denver, Dallas is going to make one of the top six playoff spots? I'm sure they will. But Wolf, of these seven teams, one of them is going to have to play in the play-in tournament, at least one, maybe more in the Western Conference. You've got Phoenix, Memphis. Golden State, Dallas, Denver, New Orleans, and the Clippers. And you could even throw Minnesota in there and make it eight. That means at least two of those teams are playing in the play-in, if not more. So 
It's one of 82. I get that. But these uh, these games are going to take on a little extra edge this season. As far as our expectations for this season, we kind of gave this earlier. But uh, let's start with just let's start with a win total. Are we really both going to take the same win total? We have it independently. I feel like this is just going to be our show win total for the Phoenix Suns. Jim. Um, unfortunately, we have the same number, yeah. don't we? So, I mean, I guess that shows uh, unity going forward. <laughs> there were some. It's interesting because I saw one publication, again, I forget which one it was. There are so many of them that are out there right now. But one that actually had the Suns at 62 wins, which I thought was really, really optimistic, especially considering the fact they won 64 last year. And then um, I saw some as low as 50, 50 wins for the Phoenix. Phoenix Suns, and I thought that was a little bit low. I'm I'm at 56. That's where I'm at right now. It's not a prediction. I'm not going to sit there and champion it if, in fact, they win 56. No, shirts, I told you. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, but I, I think 56 is within reach. I was surprised team. for that roundtable you you talked about with the uh, with the web department. They didn't make us make a prediction on wins. Yeah. Yeah, that no. number already, which That's my number... That's coming, though, isn't it, at some point no. in time? No, <laughs> the season starts in five well, hours. They know, can't honestly, ask us again. Well, could, they can't. I mean, even if you're 0-1, well, let's be they honest. can't ask how many victories the Suns might have. I thought they were going to ask us part two of the questions. When's uh, when's the last time either one of us checked our work emails? Well, probably you know what, sitting uh, in there. we've been a little busy Oh, right yeah, now. that's a good point. Uh, all right, give me some of these. You, you had Producer Wolf went into full Producer Wolf mode and had some of these uh, ideas you threw out there in uh, for potential potential awards predictions with yeah you know what predictions once again uh they're guesses that's that's what it is it's an educated guess well, the second it's, one on your list was fights because those who <laughs> why do you want to do this you, you totally want to get to the fight yeah portion well, the of second, this. we did the first one the first one is wins. i, I that. understand that luke i did i was trying to set it up oh. right there okay fights um how many fights might actually happen i'm not talking about the draymond green and jordan Poole kind of fight you right? mean actual I'm not, street fight i'm not talking about actually trying to sucker punch your teammate. And that's exactly what Draymond Green did. Uh, he's not going to be on the Warriors next um, year. We agree, right? Okay, Side yes. Note. Yes, he's not. But, um, uh, you know, I said two. Two fights. The over and under right there. Two fights. Two little dust-ups. Question for you. This is a different locker room. This is a different Suns locker room than what we saw last year. Over the last two years. I'll say it right now. I understand Jay Crowder. Mm, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Not so fast, ladies and gentlemen. Jay Crowder might not be gone. That's something we're going to talk more about as well. But, you know, if in fact Jay Crowder is out of the locker room and JaVale McGee is out of the locker room, those are two dogs that might make actually fight sometimes when in fact um, you're barking at each other. And because of that, I think the dynamic is going to be completely different. And that means that different is not good. Because what happens is dogs bring a lot of order into a locker room. And yeah, there is a lot of barking that goes on, but it's just like a wolf pack, just like a pack of dogs. There's a pecking order that happens, and you have your alphas, and then everything just lines up from that point. The pack is actually very structured when you have dogs. Now you remove the dogs? And now all of a sudden that structure and that order is a little messed up. And that's when stuff happens. And that's why I say, okay, two little dust-ups. 
that will happen. One in the first half of the season, one in oh, the wow, second half. you even half. have it broken down that way. Okay, then, How about that? I need to ask you for clarification here. Are these dust-ups that we'll ever hear about? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Then I'm going to go under two. Two with this team. You're going to go under I'm going to go under two. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Good. If there are ones we you, hear You believe about. it's going to be kumbaya. Well, I, I, I kumbaya. think there might be stuff we don't hear. Yeah, I said kumbaya. That was interesting. You almost said Kaminga. I thought we were going to Suns preview, not a Warriors No. Uh, okay, this year next category is a wild thing. With a question mark. Yeah, wild thing. Right okay, there. explain okay. this. Um, First of all, I love the idea of a Wolf Awards show. Oh, okay, cool. Because these are not so the you're same. Digging this right yeah, now? that's not the same. Like, well, who's going to be the best defensive okay. player? You know, um, I listen. I, I saw it on yours. A wild thing for me is the X factor. Okay. Okay. What's the wild thing or the X factor for you? See, wild thing for me is Charlie Sheen in Major League, but I will play along here. Oh, okay. Because that was his name. Right. You've well, seen Major League, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I'm just like, want to make sure. How many times? <laughs> it's a good movie. Okay. Okay, seven. Might go watch it again. Is that it? Yeah, that's a good number. Uh, the X factor for this team is Cam Johnson, isn't it? Um, I mean, uh, no. well, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. No, it isn't. I know what you're going to say, so I'm going to say Cam Johnson. What well, would stop? What do you mean by that? Because I'm pretty sure I know where you're going to go here with what? the X factor. Does it start with a D? Um, no. Does, it doesn't have a D no, or an A? No, it doesn't, as a matter of oh, fact. Oh, okay. I know. You know what? That is that is shocking right now. Can I change my original answer? No, no. To I want to hear your original answer. DeAndre Ayton. No, no, Can no. I do that for the, no, <laughs> the I, wild thing? We almost did a full DA-free um, segment. Well, you know what I did? I actually had DA as a whole separate prediction. Okay. Okay, so that's why I messed it up. Campaign, without a doubt. We each took a different cam. Campaign. I mean, I if, he like plays like, better. He, if he plays like he did two years ago, man, the Suns bench is going to stabilize a lot and I think develop into a strength if, in fact, he plays. It's, it's all campaign to me if he plays like he did two years ago. And it's there. We all saw it. We all saw it. Let's see it again from campaign, man. And you know what? Um... If he doesn't play like he did two years ago, we could see a free-for-all on the bench, and it's probably not going to come together the way that we all would hope that it would and become the proverbial Achilles heel, I think, for this team. Uh, We'll get into more of these before the end of the show. I do want to throw this out before we hit the break. I believe this is from the Cardinals, right, Aaron? The game status for uh, tomorrow. Questionable, James Conner, Trayvon Mullen, Matt Prater, Jalen Thompson. Out. Hollywood Brown, Dennis Gardeck, Justin Pugh, Daryl Williams, Rodney Hudson. <sighs> All right. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Coyotes picked up a win in their third game of the season against the Toronto Maple Leafs. What is head coach Andre Turney seen from his group the first week of the season? We're going to ask him next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. All right, welcome back to Coyotes in action tomorrow night in Montreal. This lengthy road trip to begin the season continues. So far, not too bad for the Coyotes. You know, they lost to Pittsburgh on opening night, but they looked a lot better against Boston in the second game, Wolf, and then they beat Toronto on Monday. They always beat Toronto. Joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now is head coach Andre Tourney, who has, by my count, never lost to Toronto as the Coyotes head coach. Wow. Uh, coach, that's a pretty good team to be undefeated against. Yeah, let's keep it going, then. Eh? I think that's a pretty good gig. But uh, that was uh, that was a good 
good first win for sure. Can you speak a little bit more, Bear, as to what that does for your team and what kind of confidence it might bring to the dressing room? I think it's huge. Uh, uh, we uh, we start, you know, the training camp. We, we cannot find a way to win, and you know, even if you make a lot of tries and you have a, a lot of different players in the lineup, it's it's tough to have a real picture of your team. And then you start the game like we did in in Pittsburgh, and quickly you you start to squeeze the stick and yeah, feel the pressure a little bit. And we, like you said, we play much better in Boston and. We tied the game in the third, and we could not hold on to to the the, the tie game. And then you go in Toronto, and for uh, you know for whatever reason, we had good chat with the boys, and we we were way more confident. We uh, we took that game not as a threat, but more as a challenge, and we we were ready for it. We had a good level of confidence, and that translated by making more play with the puck and playing with more urgency defensively and being a much tougher team to play against. And obviously we saw the result, but it's a good, uh, good boost for the confidence. Always, uh, always nice to beat the Maple Leafs. You got a lot of guys on the roster from that area and you know, Maple Leafs fans, they always take losing really well, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They, they were jack about it. (laughs) Halfway in the game, they, you could hear the boo in the in the crowd, and uh, you could feel the pressure on the shoulder of their guys. So, uh, that 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 played for us a little bit because you know we were shutting them down. We're playing really well defensively, and it was their turn to squeeze the stick and try to do more and uh, try to play catch up hockey a little bit. So uh, our power play was good. Give us the lead and. From there, we, we play with much more confidence. Yeah, Bear, can you talk about that a little bit more, your power play and how you see this power play developing over the course of the season? But, you know, I, I have to give a lot of credit to Corey Stillman. Stiller do a really good job with the power play. Uh, yeah, we, we change a few things. We simplify everything, to be honest. If, if we look at what we were doing last year, you know, at some point we didn't have uh, all the confidence we we wanted last year and we tried to find solution and at the end of the day we started the season this year by saying you know what we'll make things more simple uh, we'll make things to make sure the player uh, uh, applies certain rules cer- cer- certain fundamentals certain basic rules and uh, we'll, we'll go from there we'll make sure they have a level of confidence in their play and what they can do and translate by a lot of uh, a lot of success right now so hopefully we'll keep going talking to Coyotes head coach uh, Andre Tourney coach one of the guys that's been big on the power play came over midway through last season and Nick Ritchie and he just continues to score since he has uh, joined this team how much does it help you guys to have a big body like that that's not afraid to go right to the net you know Rich is since day one, we found he, he was much better with the puck than the people give him credit for. You know, he's a big guy. He's strong. He's tough. He can fight. He can hit. Uh, he's really tough down low. Uh, we like all of that about him. But what we realize is he's really good with the puck. Take good decision and really good not because he's fancy. He can, he can put puck behind defender and hunt puck and use his big body. But he can as well make good pass, have good poise with the puck. And he's been really, really good for him. I think he feel he feel the the trust from us, but he earned all of it. You know, it's not like we give him trust because he, he, he did not earn it. He really earned it. Uh, we are really confident when he's, he's around the net. That is his office. He's, he's been successful before in the NHL when he's around the net, and now he's doing all the, the right thing 
to get in that position and to have those opportunities. So happy for him. You know what I like specifically about that Maple Leafs game? First of all, you know I'm from Buffalo Bear. <laughs> Anytime you beat the Maple yep. Leafs, can you feel that, buddy? I mean, that's, yeah, I'm all happy about beating the Maple Leafs, of course. But having said that, I like the fact that you got off to a 2 nothing lead in this game. They came back, they tied it up, and then you took control of it again. Uh, to me, that says a little something about your team. I, I realize it's early on. I understand one game does not make a season. But that had to make you happy, too. Yeah, yeah, I really happy. Where we were mentally was really good in the sense of you just mentioned they came back, and I not I did not feel panic. And the way they came back is not like we crumbled and we didn't play and they came back. No, they it's a breakdown. It's a game of mistake. It's a bad bounce from the puck, and whoop, they they score a goal. Okay, that stuff will happen. That that's the stuff you cannot control. And we stay even killed. We showed a lot of poise, a lot of character composure and we we stayed with it and we bounced back and then we we got the big goal in the power play so there's a lot of positive out of it talking to coyotes head coach andre tourney coach gotta gotta ask you about clayton keller he got his first goal of the season against boston but just considering what he went through this offseason at the end of last year all the the years of playing and covering hockey his injury last year was one of the worst i've seen in person for him to already be back and contributing is it's it's incredible really Exactly, and you know, it's a seven months without playing hockey. And I had a chat with Cal today, and we're talking about it. You know, he, he needs to allow himself a little bit of time to to get a to get his pace up. He, his vision, his brain is there. Just we need to give him a little bit of time. And I talked to him about ice time, and you know, try to keep his ice time at the level where he cannot pace in his game. You know, I like Cal. I like. You saw it last year. Give him a lot of ice time. I trust him in many situations. But I think at this point, he needs to get his pace back in his game and pushing and skating and playing with a lot of speed. And when you when you don't play during training camp and now you start a season, you didn't play in seven months and you're starting a regular season game, it's, it's not a development league, the NHL. Best league in the world, so it's tough to do. So we'll try to keep his ice time. Somewhere around 16 minutes, probably 16 to 19. Try to not push more than that to give him a chance to to play with some pace and get his game uh, game momentum. And then from there we can we can grow his game. But the, that's that's the plan right now. And he, he's so competitive and he, he demand from himself to be the best every night. And he wants to be good in every situation. It's good to have a leader like him. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Good luck tomorrow in Montreal, all right? Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Burb. That's Coyotes head coach Andre Tourney right there joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, much faster to their first win of the season this year. Took three games. Yeah. No, three tough teams. You know what, honestly, yeah, Toronto, that is, you got to love that. I mean, his just reaction. completely meltdown. His reaction too. on that was priceless, man. Well, yeah. I mean, he grew that up felt in, in Canada. He knows. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going primetime this week. We're giving you the chance to win tickets to both the Suns home opener tonight and then Thursday night football. Just text primetime. 
time to 620, 620 and listen for your name all day. Plus, one lucky winner each day is going to get their choice of a Devin Booker jersey or DeAndre Hopkins jersey. So text prime time to 620, 620. You're obviously running out of time because the Suns play tonight. We come back. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury just gave us some injury updates. We'll get into those. And then final thoughts going into the season opener. That's next. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It is definitely part of the equation this season. I know it's not something that you feel like you can change because it's out of your control, and you're supposed to control what you can control, right, Wolf? That's right. And so I get it. As a fan, you're looking, you're saying, okay, well, control what you can control. Is that something that has to change with the coaching or whatever? But the injuries play a role in this. The Cardinals just have not had their team this season. And I get, like the Saints, they haven't really had their team either. So we're going to see similarities. But you were talking about Minnesota earlier. They've had one guy miss one game. Just amazing right now. Yeah, you know what? They they prepared their team exactly like Cliff Kingsbury has prepared the team ever since he showed up here. And it's just amazing to think that, okay, you've got a brand new system and that's what they have up in Minnesota, and now suddenly, somehow, some way, after having a training camp where everyone was concerned in Minnesota, like hey, they're not even hitting each other, they're not even hitting. How are they going to be ready to go? You got a new system, and you're really not going full go. And there were concerns, real concerns, and for good reason. They got off to a five and one start, the Minnesota Vikings, and twenty one of twenty two starters have played in all the it's, games. It's unbelievable when you look at how Philadelphia is running their offense and they're 6-0 and and how Minnesota conducted their offseason and they're 5-1. And, <laughs> and yes, right. some of that you need to control yourself, but some of it you can't. You can't control the injuries. And along those lines, here's some of the updates. Cliff Kingsbury today, specifically on Rodney Hudson. Doesn't look like he'll go this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Boy, this is, you know, once again, it's week to week here, day to day. For Rodney Hudson. And he is and out. The official like he designation is came as He's out. He's definitely out. Okay. Uh, and that's just not good news. Um, this is James Conner. Uh, he'll be game time. Yeah, we'll see how he feels tomorrow pregame and then go from there. And uh, along the offensive line, if they will activate Cody Ford. Yeah, we're still talking through that. And that, that's the thing to be able to warm him up. Obviously, we got to activate him. Um, so we'll talk to the roster here before one and, and go from there. And an increasingly bigger one by the day, Wolf. How about Matt Prater? Uh, he'll be game time. Same as, as James. Uh, we'll see how he feels kicking. He made great progress, but I, I don't know if he'll be ready or not. How weird is <sighs> This. Oh man! Is uh, you know what? Hey, Cliff, are you just you know gamesmanship here I don't think once he again? Is at this point, oh <laughs> uh, man! If you told me I could have James Cody Connor, Ford, might be that big of a question. What? Why? why? I, <laughs> the I window is open. I, why yeah, is there any question no whatsoever? Right? Yeah. Real quick, the the official updates now since this <laughs> have happened. Let me. Keep, it's hard to keep track of all the injuries. Okay, you have. James Conner is questionable. Trayvon Mullen is questionable. Matt Prater, Jalen Thompson, all questionable. Out. Hollywood Brown, Dennis Gardeck, Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, Daryl Williams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you told me I could have Matt Prater or James Conner Okay, back. so the Cody Ford thing right there. I mean, he's, he's they're going to boom. They're going to be right. I mean, they're going <laughs> to. What do you mean right? I don't know. <laughs> 
they're going to bring it back. The, the window for him to actually be activated is here, and it's ready to go. It doesn't mean they're going to go ahead and do it, but you would imagine, right? Listening to Cliff, and give it to me again. Just let me hear Cliff one more time. Wait, wait, you want to hear Cliff on Cody Ford? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're still talking through that, and that, that's the thing to be able to warm him up. Obviously, we got to activate him. Um, so we'll talk through the roster here before one and, and go from there. Okay, I'm, I'm saying that's total gamesmanship right there. Who <laughs> just don't want to give you anything, so we're not going to talk about it. Sun's Day, presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Kind of like this music, too. Really? Yeah, no, I don't. Um, I like it for the rejoin. You know what? It's some good dance music right there. Bad dancing, of course. This is how. This is good music for Wolf to do bad dancing, yes. too. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, totally. All right, let's get back into some of these Portrait. awards you had. Uh, going. To, we went to the break before, and uh, we were in, what, Wild? thing? X yeah, Factor? Yeah, we definitely did that. We did wins, of course. Well, what did get, you say? I didn't get to defend Cam Johnson as my X Factor. Oh, okay. Wins, 56. We both said 56. We both said a, fights. How many fights moment. will actually happen? Uh, and again, I'm not talking about Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole in the face. I'm not talking about that. You can't have many of those. He's talking about dust-ups, uh, you know, face-to-face in practice. Well, how many fights? Well, you said ones that we know about, so I'll go one, because I mean, okay, you it's said always one. something. I, I said two, like. okay, um, two. I said Wild Thing, which is the X Factor, of course. And my X Factor was campaign. Yeah. Uh, you went with one cam, I went with the other. I'm going to say Cam Johnson because, and not even the contract stuff, just the simple fact that you're putting him in there into the starting lineup. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to work. They didn't sign like a binding contract that you're in the starting lineup all year. What if he goes out there and it isn't working and they're like, you know what? It's better having him off the bench and Jay Crowder still doesn't have a team. I mean, how crazy you want to get here with the wild thing category? Yeah, well, just get crazy. Right, just get right crazy. Yeah. Cam Johnson. Uh, campaign, of course, once again, I think he's going to solidify. He's going to be the key. You talk about Passapartout. He's going to be the key, I think, to the Suns' bench. He better if he be. goes out and he plays the way that he's capable of playing, the way that we saw him a couple of years ago, man, I'm telling you, I think they the bench will solidify around that. Um, if he doesn't, we're in trouble. Okay, how about this? Um, MVP. Devin Booker. <laughs> You saw that coming? Yeah, and if it isn't Devin Booker, we have problems. So I'm going to go with Devin Booker. I saw. So I, I wanted to say somebody else. I really did, but I also went with D-Buck. Who else is even, uh, I, I mean, I Chris know. Paul, I guess. It, I, it, I be, if Chris Paul were team MVP, if he yeah. had another monster year yeah. at age 37, I would take that. Okay, uh, the final category that I had here was D.A., Man or beast? Uh, yeah. Which way are you going to go? Yeah. <laughs> You'll take both? Yes. Okay, great. Um, that's the question. Depends on the game. He is He is going to be a guy that could change everything for the Phoenix Suns going forward, in my opinion. And if he just... If he just develops in one area, he doesn't have to develop in a ton of different areas. He doesn't. One area. And all that is is force. Playing with force. Monty says it to him all the time. If he just develops that part of it and the light bulb goes on to a point where he wants to show Monty. Just like he said, I want to show him. Said he could show him better than he could tell him. Show him better than he could tell him. That's exactly right. So you know what? Show us, DA. Let's see it, man. Just force. Play with force. It's the how. That's all effort. That's all that is. Here's the best case scenario, okay? 
You, if you combine your last two categories, Chris Paul's healthy all year, plays like Chris Paul. Devin Booker's healthy all year, plays like Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton's the team MVP. That's the best case scenario. Oh man, I, I even I can't even that. wrap my head. I can't even, I even consider such a that thing. right there seriously. But that's the best case I scenario. Because if that were to happen, you are the team to beat. Yeah. If that really were to happen. You know, once again, I keep talking about this, but the effort, oh, we have no time to talk about it. Yeah, but we, we, well, let's see Play what he does force. tonight. Yeah, we'll talk we'll about it tomorrow. We'll react to it tomorrow. we got plenty go. of time. But not, not a ton of time tomorrow with the Cardinals You're game. you proud of me? we got time. Yeah, I am proud of you. Now I'm going too late. Thanks Darren Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. we got Burns and Gambo next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.